nobody like you, Lord. There's nobody like our Lord. Have you told him that this morning? Did you rise up or maybe it's the middle of your day or, you know, are you getting ready? For, have you told the Lord there's nobody like him? You know, I'm just going to be blunt this morning and tell you this is not about the Lord being your sidekick. It's all or nothing. That's what it's about. It's about all or nothing. Nobody likes to, uh, to be a side. Well, you know, there are those that have been, but they have yet to be educated. They have yet to be delivered. But if you know the Lord, if you've tasted of the Lord, if you know that the Lord is good, he should not be treated like a sidekick, but he should be the main. He should be the ultimate. He should be everything. You should be telling him there's nobody like you. You ought to make him feel, you ought to do your best to make the Lord blush. You know, you don't know how your impact and what you say to God, what it will do to him. There was a woman in the Bible that said, my daughter is sick. And the Lord said, it's not meat for me to give the, uh, the, the children meat uh, uh, away. And, and the woman said, even the, the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table. You know, she said something that had an impact upon the Lord and he blessed her. He granted her what her petition was. You know, you ought to say something that impressed God. You ought to say something that is going to get God's attention, you know, and and cause him to move on your behalf. That's why you can't just treat him any kind of way and, you know, and come to him just just any old. Listen, listen. Anyway, listen, listen. I, I thank God for the opportunity to stand before you this morning. I'm excited about the Lord and to be able to present the gospel on this 20th day of December, you know, in 2020, as we come to the close of another year, you're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. You're inside the pages with me, none other, the very only one, a man that is chasing after God, Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We're talking about what God is doing. On Sunday morning, we're talking about what God is doing. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're talking about God, talking about Christ and him crucified, talking about him rising again, talking about what he did before he was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world and received up into glory. We're talking about all of that from Genesis to Revelation. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. If you've ever struggled with anything, if you ever run across any situation, if you live long enough, you will. But I'm here today to tell you from experience, to tell you from knowledge, to tell you from a, a better understanding that when you face opposition is the best way to do it is by obedience to the word of God. Don't don't try any shortcuts. Don't try any alternate routes. Follow the word of God. Look at the wisdom of God and what he has to say, and you will have an expected end. If you miss any of the messages, if you missed any of the messages, please visit ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand to access the message archive. You know, and so uh, this morning we're going to go into the word of God. 
I'm excited about the Lord. I'm excited about an opportunity, not just to talk on his behalf, but I'm excited about the opportunity that I'm alive and I can live throughout this day uh, and be found pleasing in his sight. Yes, you need to make up in your mind and have that same determination that whatever you do, you're going to be found pleasing in the sight of the Lord. And so with that being said, we're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. And then I want to introduce uh, another song to you. And then we're going to go into the word of God uh, because the Bible tells us that man shall not live by bread alone. And, and I'm going to let you finish the rest of that. Uh, but man shall not live by bread alone. But uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you have done. We thank you for what you're going to do. Lord God, I pray and ask that you are blessed, Lord God, those that are listening at this moment, those that will be listening later. Lord Jesus, those that are laying down, those that are getting up, Lord, and others that are in the middle of the day. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless your people, Lord. Bless those, oh Lord God, that are, are yet to be exposed to your word. Your goodness have gone out and has drawn men to repentance. Lord God, I pray and ask that you attach their hearts, give them ears to hear, hearts to receive, Lord, and bless all of us to, uh, to maintain what you have given us, Lord, so that we live saved. Lord God, if you help us keep our vows, Lord God, we won't take it back. We'll keep our vows unto you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, guide us, lead us. You said if we acknowledge you in all our ways, you would direct our path. Lord God, and we, we lean upon you. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. We thank you right now, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy for this day, this new day, and all the benefits that you have bestowed, that you have given unto us at this time, Lord. I pray and ask that you would touch those that are sick in their body. Lord God, they're listening and encourage their hearts, oh Lord God. Those, oh Lord God, that are uh, on their way, maybe they're preparing for service. They're going to attend their service, Lord God. Bless them along the way in Jesus' name. Bless the ministers, oh Lord God, to minister your word, Lord God, and to yield themselves unto you. Lord God, help us all to decrease that you may increase in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, I want to play this song for you, and then we're going to go into the word of God. Some of you might know it. Uh, I'm not sure, but if you do, you know, uh, uh, and sing it. If you don't, uh, try to sing it. Listen, lift your voice up. Uh, do your best to give God a praise because that's what it's about. We are a praise in the earth. Don't you know that you've taken someone's position? I'm not talking about the person next to you. I'm not talking about someone that was before you or, or coming after you. I'm talking about someone that will never be able to, uh, to enter back into God's presence and give him a praise. And so with that being said, give the Lord a praise. Give him your best. The song says there are 10,000 reasons. Bless the Lord, my soul. Oh, my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul. Worship your holy name. The sun comes. 
That's what we're here to do. We're here to worship the Lord's holy name. If you haven't called this name out, just say Jesus. You know, just tell him, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. I thank you, Lord God. Lord, I'm here to worship your name, to bless you, Lord God. Amen. You know, that's that's a song that I just happened to hear and, and was enjoying, you know, um, because it's all about Jesus. Uh, he's the he's the reason for the season 24 7 365 you know uh, god is all about him and what he has done and what he is going to do uh, this morning you know i, I was uh, looking at the word of god and just as i said i'm excited about it and, and you know we've been talking about gifts we've been talking about the gifts of god and how great they are and there's so many gifts so many gifts that we don't think about you know, but I want you to know the greatest gift has yet to be unveiled. The greatest gift is yet to come. And it's important to know. It's important to recognize, remember, and acknowledge the gift of God, you know, the multiple gifts. Uh, and so, you know, with that being said, the Apostle Paul, uh, he made this statement in Philippians. He said, no doubt. I'm not I'm not tripping over this. I've, I've counted it all up. I've looked at it. I've weighed it out. And he just really made it plain. He said, everything that 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 I've done, all my achievements and, you know, and all that I, I'm going to achieve doing, you know, that has been outside of Christ. I, I don't I don't look at it as being anything. He, he really said it's nothing but dumb. It's nothing but but poop. 
you know, it's nothing that I might win Christ. None of those things add up. None of those things are equal. The things that so many people are chasing after, the prestige, the power and all, hey, you take none of it with you when you exit this place. None of it leaves here. You know, life is a temporary assignment and none of that goes with you. But if you win Christ, it's going all the way, all the way with you. The goal is going all the way. The win is going all the way. The reward is going all the way. And so he said, you know, when I look at my own righteousness, when I look at the law, when I look at everything and weigh it out, the righteousness, which is of God by faith, that's what I, I want to know. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering and being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, I have a goal in mind. And I hope you have a goal in mind, too, on this day. I hope and pray that that, you know, all that you think about, all that you're doing, that you are pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. That's what you want. That's the ultimate goal. That's what you want above everything. And so my prayer is that you are in a good place this morning mentally emotionally you know sometimes we can wake up and we find ourselves you know just feeling a certain way which is a lot of emotions at work a lot of energy that is going on and so i hope that you are in a good place this morning and if you're not you know i hope that something i pray that something is said that that transitions you help you move over into the place where a better place where you need to be at you know all of us uh, have a bad hair day you know there are some days that that we wake up and you know and and it's just different then certainly this year has been very turbulent but god you know you can say that but god you know god is our refuge and we need to remember that and if you're struggling in your faith this morning you know uh I like to be transparent when we talk about the Lord, when we talk about his word. I like to be transparent about what is occurring. And so the Bible gives us this insight in Mark, the ninth chapter. It says that, and he, he gave an, an account about this man. This is Mark talking. You know, Jesus said unto a certain man that had went to him about healing for his son. Uh, the disciples was not able to do it. And, and so he was concerned. And so he was talking to Jesus about it. And Jesus said, if you can believe, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. And straightway, the Bible says straightway, the father of the child cried out and, and said with tears, you know, uh, uh, people ask you why you're crying, tell you to get over it. You know, life happens and all of that kind of uh, uh, those different cliches that they picked up until they, life happens for them. And, and so this man said with tears, things was happening. And they were painful. They were hurtful. You know, he was sad. He was not happy. And he said, Lord, uh, he said, I believe. But he also said, Lord, help my unbelief. You know, with his eyes filled with tears streaming down, whatever face he was making, you know, uh, you know, you know, you get ugly sometimes. Uh, he said, Lord, I believe you believe. But he also said, Lord, help my unbelief. You might find yourself right now feeling that way. And so you pray and you ask God to help your unbelief. Don't give up on God. Don't set God aside. Say he's not listening to you. Don't move him uh, off, the, off the throne of your heart. But say, Lord, help my unbelief. You know, and you will find 
you're going to find that dealing with uncertainties and navigating through rough waters that you will uh, ask the Lord to help your unbelief. And it's all right to ask the Lord to help. It's all right when you get into a situation that is rough to say, Lord, help my unbelief. You know, and so uh, I'm here this morning going to remind you. I'm going to tell some, I'm going to uh, tell others that may not have heard this before. But I want you to know, I want you to understand that the greatest gift is yet to come. The greatest gift is yet to come. And so we're not going to, I'm not going to wear out your patience, but we're going to go into the word of God and, and see what the Bible has to say. I want to direct your attention to John, 1 John, uh, the third chapter, uh, beginning at the uh, first verse. It says... What uh, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should not be called the sons of God, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that have this hope purifieth himself, even as he is pure. The book of John is another epistle that I favor. I personally favor, you know, because his tone is that of a father to his children. One uh, is that he has learned. Uh, John has learned some things and he has changed and is filled with compassion. John was a, a man of experience, a distinguished gentleman, maybe about the age of your dad or your grandfather. And so John is concerned and he is expressing his concern unto uh, the children of the church, uh, the children, uh, those believers. Uh, the Bible tells us that he had spoken out in the first chapter. He said that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen, we've seen it and we heard and we declare unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And those things write we unto you that your joy may be filled. There's a particular purpose in mind. Uh, it was a purpose in mind then that was for your joy to be filled. And there is a purpose in mind this morning, and that is to fulfill your joy, to add to the joy that you have, uh, to extend it up further. Uh, you know, our blessings are vertical and then they become horizontal. And so he writes and says, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the father. We have a mediator. We have someone that has that will stand before God on our account. Uh, and so uh, we have an advocate with the father. A matter of fact, let me just go uh, here with it. Did you know that your pastor, 
the, that leader that, that is ministering the word of God is also an advocate uh, that stands in the presence of God to give an account for those that are under his watchful eye, those that have submitted themselves unto that leadership. Uh, they are also a mediator and spend time in the presence of God. The Bible tells us over in Malachi that the minister's responsibility is to uh, stay in the presence of God and to receive from the Lord. And once he has received and applied, made application with his own life, you know, it's not about uh, me telling you or the minister telling you what to do, but it's uh, applied to our lives first. And then we regurgitate. We feed that back to you so that you will know and be aware as well. Jesus Christ is the ultimate mediator, the advocate for all of us. Uh, Jesus, the righteous. And he is the perpetuation for our sins. And not only our sins, but for all the sins of the entire world. Uh, anyone that comes to mind, no matter uh, what military you in, who you fight against, what world leader, how much you might hate them, God died for everybody. He didn't die for just you. Uh, he didn't just die for uh, uh, just uh, someone that you favored. Yeah, the Bible said he died for the world. And it's up to everybody that is in the world, every individual, to make a well-informed decision for themselves. And so that's why the gospel goes out, so that people can make a well-informed decision. You know, the best decision you can ever make is to surrender your life unto the Lord, uh, to surrender it to him yesterday, surrender him today, and if the Lord tarry, tomorrow. Uh, John continued to write and say, uh, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him. That is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. You have some strength, you have some power, you have some tenacity in your life. And I write unto you, little children, because you have known the father. I'm writing unto you, fathers, those that are elders, those that are responsible, those that have uh, that, that have known the way, and I'm writing unto you, uh, you young men, you young ladies, because you have some strength. You have what God can use. You can overcome the wicked one. And you little children, because you have known unto the Father, you know, you are familiar with him. And so I want you to take heed to what is being said. And so he continues on and said, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Now he starts off saying behold, which means to look at. It means to pay close attention to, to give it your undivided attention. When God is speaking, the Bible says that we, the whole earth need to keep quiet. You know, and whosoever have an ear to let them hear. You know, the best thing that you can learn to do is to be a good listener. A good listener uh, in a relationship, a good listener on the job, a good listener in class, a good listener so you can ask the right questions so that you might get the right answer. Uh, this is not a time to let your mind wander across the street, uh, wander down the highway or into another place. John wanted God's elect. He wanted the saints of God to recognize and know that the love of God supersedes your wildest imagination, your most elaborate fantasies, the word of God and what God has bestowed and what he has for all of us, uh, supersede all of those things that your natural imagination can uh, tries to contain. 
To be called the son of God is not a cliche, but it symbolizes a sanctified life. A sanctified means that you have been set apart for a sacred purpose, set apart, consecrated unto the Lord. It means to, that you are, are bringing your body into subjection uh, to impart and to impute sacredness, uh, invulnerability, and respect to sovereign God. Are you respecting God today as being sovereign? Or is he just uh, another three-letter word? Uh, what do you think about God? You know, uh, how do you feel about him? Uh, what do you uh, consider God in, uh, to be? I think he's sovereign. I think that God created all things and all things was made by him because that's what the word of God says. Uh, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Nobody, science and nobody has been able to explain and erase the fingerprint of God. And so therefore we ought to give God the respect and the honor that is due unto him and due unto his name because there's no other name under heaven whereby we can be saved. And so the world represents uh, those that oppose God, those that do not know uh, they were crucified him, those that declare the kingdom of heaven, the principles of God are not necessary. But we speak wisdom. Uh, the Bible said we're speaking wisdom, uh, this wisdom, the mysteries of God, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world uh, unto his glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. Or if they knew uh, the princes of this world, those that was in power, the leadership of uh, religious, secular, uh, even the enemy himself, the prince of the air. If they had known, uh, they would not have crucified the Lord. Because see, when they crucified him, they let something loose. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't know about it. They didn't know that when they when they crucified him, uh, that they were loosing something in the earth. Uh, but the Bible says, and we'll go into that another time, but the Bible said, as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard, neither have entered into the hearts of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed it unto us by his spirit. That's what I love about God. He's revealed it to us by his spirit. Uh, I think the ministers can, can contest to that. I think the ministers that are praying and seeking God know exactly what I mean and how I feel. Uh, those of you that are listening, that are praying and seeking God, have received some revelation, have received some knowledge, have received some understanding. You ought to thank God for it. Uh, that's a reason to say amen. That's a reason to give God some praise because God has revealed some things that others have searched for. Because the spirit of God searches all things, even the deep things of God. And so God has revealed some deep things unto us, not something that's going to blow up our head. We're not going to we're not going to uh, we'll make it through the door. We're not going to have a jack in the box head. But God has revealed some things, some things that are to uh, keep us, uh, keep our minds and our hearts stirred, keep us focused on him. And so the world don't know him and they don't understand those deep things. And so uh, then there are those uh, that crucify him afresh. And so uh, the Bible says, for it is impossible for those who was once enlightened. Listen to this, saints. Listen to this, those that believe. Listen to the, this. Uh, the Bible said it's impossible for those who once were enlightened, meaning that you have an understanding. You heard the word of God. You, you've tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost uh, and have tasted the good word of God 
and the power of the world to come. Uh, listen, let, let me just stop there for a moment. Uh, the power of the world to come. Uh, when we're in the service, when you have, when you've repented of your sins, when you've given your life over to God, and God begin to work on your behalf, the awareness, the knowledge of truth, the knowledge of the presence of God, uh, the, the miracles, the, the favor, the instances, the things that God uh, intervenes upon, bless your Lord God, is a result of his power in the world. When God draws out of the future and presents it in the presence, that's power. Can nobody else do that? Can nobody reach into the presence and pull a blessing that was stored up for you and install it today? Those that have tasted and those that have uh, been exposed to the power of the world to come, if they fall away, if you backslide, if you stop doing the will of God, if you stop praying, stop uh, uh, attending service, stop uh, reading your Bible, stop oh, somebody. Mm. Listen here. When you stop believing the fullness, see, it's not enough to believe part of it. it you got to believe all of it. Uh, Jesus said, I, the whole row is written about me. I come in the volume of the book. And so to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they have crucified to themselves the son of God afresh and have put him to an open shame. You got to be careful because sin places you uh, in open shame. The church and God is placed in open shame. But thank God for an advocate. Thank God for someone that will go to him and petition on your behalf that you might obtain mercy. Now, listen, uh, obtaining mercy is not a free ticket to sin. Uh, the Bible tells us over in Romans, the sixth chapter, uh, beginning at the first verse, it says, what shall we say then? Uh, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Uh, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Uh, you know ye not that so many of us were uh, baptized unto Christ, were baptized unto his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father, even so shall also we, we should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed and therefore we should not serve sin. What are we not going to do? We're not going to serve sin. He says, beloved, now are we the sons of God and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. John uses a term of endearment on that which is love so much. You need to know that God loves you so much. God loves you enough that he don't stop thinking about you. Uh, you need to stop and think about it as well. Uh, God loves you so much uh, that he gave himself for you. Uh, and so therefore, don't be distracted. Don't allow the hiccups. Don't allow the bumps in the road and so on uh, to cause you to lose focus on the love of God. Yeah, you need to know, and I, I, let me tell you something here. Uh, the enemy will try to make you think uh, that when you messed up, 
that when you sin, when you got out the will of God, that God stopped loving you. No, he loved you even more at that time uh, because it's the love. The love covers a multitude of sin. Forgiveness covers. A God has a way. He has a blanket uh, that's bigger than the universe. Uh, that's why when you look up at the sky. And you can't see past the uh, uh, the darkness of the sky because God has uh, hung a curtain. And so the love of God is spread abroad, is spread out like that grass curtain that even the Hubble telescope can't see past. And the love of God is deep and it's wide, it's broad. And you can't go over it, you can't go under it, but you got to go through it. And so the Bible lets us know that God loves us uh, dearly beloved. This uh, expression uh, is now. Uh, he said now. And so you got to stop for a moment. Don't don't run past that word now, because the expression is for the present time is for the moment. He said, now are we the sons of God? We're not the sons of God tomorrow. We're not the sons of God from yet. But we right now at this very moment, every believer, every born again, every Holy Ghost filled. Now we are the sons of God at this present moment, whatever time, look at your watch now and look at whatever second it is right now. You are the sons of God. Your present state of being is sonship. Uh, we're the sons of God. You can find it over in Romans, the 11th chapter and Ephesians, the second chapter that you've been grafted in. Uh, as a people, uh, not a uh, uh, bless your Lord. Peter clarifies this. By saying that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people uh, when sin separated us from God. Just like Adam, when Adam sinned, he was separated. He lost the benefits. Uh, he, he retained a few uh, gifts, but he lost the primary gift, the gift that God has given back to us. Because the first man, Adam, uh, had messed up, but the second man, Adam, uh, bless your Lord God, ushered it back in for us. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus. But you're a people now, a people. Now, uh, the people of God, which have obtained, we've obtained mercy from God. And, and so we need to stop for a moment and think about it. We need to understand that the greatest gift is yet to come. The gift is above average, not normal, no comparison. There's nothing equal to it, but the best is yet to come. Uh, he said it does not yet appear uh, what we shall be. See, there's something that's going to happen. There's something that is on the way. And let me tell you, feng shui is not going to do it. I'm not talking about karma. I'm not talking about reincarnation. You're not coming back as a butterfly, a frog or a cat. Uh, but we know that when he shall appear, that we're going to be like him. And, and so God, bless your Lord Jesus, uh, that God, when he was manifested in the flesh, uh, when the Bible said when he found himself in the, uh, that he looked like a man, he humbled himself. And so we know the form of God was manlike. So we're not coming back. We're not going to be changed from something that's uh, some ungodly, some uh, some creature uh, type image of what you see and what men have imagined and what they have made up and, and what they have uh, carved out of wood and, and used ceramic and metal and different things. Uh, uh, we're not coming back and looking like some six armed creature or anything like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, no, 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 no. We're not talking about. Uh, no, we're not coming back in Hinduism or Buddhism or, or none of that kind of stuff. 
have to alert false mission. But we're talking about God. We're talking about sovereign God. And, and so uh, the Bible said that uh, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Uh, we don't we don't rub our eyes in unbelief. Uh, we're not looking for him and we're not going to be surprised uh, when the Lord come back. Listen here, because we're looking for God. We're looking for his return. We're looking for him to show up, not just to show up and show out uh, for a car and not to show up and show out for a job. But we're looking for him to show up and show out on these bodies. Uh, we're going to look for him to change us in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. He's not coming down a chimney, but in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. Uh, uh, listen, uh, John said, every man that have this hope uh, purify himself. Uh, we're purifying ourselves because we're looking for the greater gift. We're purifying ourselves because we have a hope that is down inside of us, a hope that is grab hold to our heart. When we lay down at night, we have this hope. When we rise up in the morning, we have the hope. When we go to school, we have this hope. While we're on a job, we have this hope that if he should come at that moment, uh, that we're going to be caught up with him. Uh, the greater gift is yet to come. Listen here. The Bible lets us know that God knows. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. Uh, we're not doing it for, uh, as the song said, goodness sake, but we're doing it for God. We're doing it for the saving of our soul so that because we have this hope and, and so because we have this hope, uh, this hope keep us, this hope that is in earthen vessels, this hope of honor, this hope that causes us to stay sanctified so that we be meet for the master's use. The greatest gift is yet to come. And so we want uh, to always remember and to pray this prayer. Lord, let the words of my mouth and let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, let the words of my mouth, uh, those words that I might speak in secret, Lord, I need them to be acceptable. Lord, those words that I might say openly in public, I need them to be acceptable. Lord, the things that's on my heart, Lord God, that nobody else can see, I need it to be acceptable. Uh, Lord God, help me. Lord God, they say, wash your hands, wash your, your, your clothes, you know, but we need to make sure that we wash our heart so that the words of our mouth in the meditation of our heart be acceptable in the sight of God who is our redeemer now listen here there's one other thing about this great gift that's to come I need you to understand this I need you to embrace this because the Bible says that now unto him that is able to keep you from falling not your mother not your father not your best friend but unto him God sovereign God that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. Can't nobody else erase your crimes. Can't nobody blot out your sins. Can't nobody do you like Jesus to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, not sadness, exceeding joy, great joy, the greatest joy that you're ever going to experience. My God, it's a reason to live every day unto the Lord. It's a reason to sacrifice yourself to the Lord. It's a reason to say, for God I live and for God I die. Uh, no matter how much time I might have, I might have 40 years, 50 years. It might just be five years. But whatever time I have, whether it's just five minutes, I'm going to give that time to God. I'm going to make sure that the Lord knows I appreciate him. I'm going to make sure to let the Lord know I accept all that you have for me. 
because he's the only one to keep you from falling. He's the only one that could present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God. There's nobody wiser. There's nobody greater. You can read all the philosophies. You can go to all the, the seminaries. You can look at all the theological. Uh, but listen here, there's nobody wiser than God. The application, whatever God has said to do, we have to apply it to our lives because the greatest gift is yet to come. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion, power, both now and forever. Both now, right now, this present, look at your watch again. Right now, at this moment, and forever. Bless your Lord God. Listen, if you out of the ark of safety, if you have not committed yourself unto the Lord, I want to encourage you to do that. Recommit yourself to him. Rededicate your life to the Lord. Be faithful to God. Oh, bless your Lord God. God understands all the things that we deal with. He understands our emotional makeup. He understands what he, listen, God, he the one that put this in us. God is the one that made us, you know, and so we have, when we put things, when we take the word of God and we put it in the right perspective, when we line things up the right way, when we put the checks and balances, allow God to do the checks and balances in your life. You know, when you don't do checks and balances in accounting, the books and everything get all thrown off and it, it causes a problem. But you want to do the checks and balances by the word of God in your life so that everything lines up with God's word. You'll find out how blessed you really are. You'll find out that some of the things that you even desire and want and thought that you had, I have to have it. I, I got to, I can't help it. I got to have that. You'll find out that, wow, I really didn't need that. I really didn't need to act that way. I really didn't need to do that. I really didn't need to, uh, to dress that way. I really didn't need that. That's for everybody. I really didn't need that. I found out I was just being uh, extra. I was just being extra. And so listen, dedicate your life to the Lord. Dedicate yourself to him. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, every place, from even in the Old Testament, when they passed through the parting of the Red Sea, uh -huh, that, was a, that was a type of baptism. Everyone was baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, there were some that was baptized under the baptism of repentance, and they were rebaptized in Jesus' name. There was others that was rebaptized. And, and so when the Lord told Peter and told the disciples to go forth baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, they said, I got it. They understood it. And so on the day of Pentecost, Peter stood up and told them what they must do to be saved. We pray in Jesus' name. The Bible said, whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so you need your sins remitted and you need them blotted out. You need your name added to the Lamb's book of life. Uh, you know, you, you, you're not, don't claim. Listen, you want God just like, uh, you know, many people. Many people love, you know, they love the sports and stuff, you know, and, and, and everything. But those sports players don't know you. God knows you. And so you don't want to claim to know him. And then he said, I don't know you. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who you are. I never met you. You know, many are going to have that. Uh, even some that have. Listen, um, 
maintaining because I'm, I'm closing, I'm closing out. But I want you to, uh, the greatest gift is yet to come. The greatest gift is, is not from a, uh, it's not from anyone. It's from God. It's from God. And you want that. You want that. And so with that being said, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And, you know, I want you to be blessed. I want you to be encouraged. Matter of fact, before we close out, uh, let's go before the Lord. Uh, final word of prayer. Uh, again, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your word of exhortation this morning. Lord God, I'm excited about you. And I pray for that same excitement to be shared upon each of your ears. Lord God, to be shared upon those that have uh, heard your word, those that will hear it later. Just pray and ask, oh Lord God, that you are blessed. They're going out and they're coming in. As they go through their day, Lord God, bless them. As they go through their night, bless them, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, keep our hearts stirred on you, Lord. Bless us to be focused on you, Lord God. Lord, that you be glorified, that we magnify you even the more in Jesus' mighty name, Lord God. And, and we just thank you, Lord. We just honor you for your presence. We honor you, Lord God, for the, the, the little bit that you have given us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Bless you, Lord God. God bless you. Continue to pray for me. I love you. And, you know, and, and, and I'm praying for you, certainly. You know, and there's so many that, that need prayer and are requesting prayer. And so don't want to be selfish in our prayers. Don't pray for yourself. Pray for somebody else. Listen, the songs featured are respectively the property of the artists and their producers. Please uh, remember that, you know, and support Google Google and support music ministry, you know, support someone, you know, and certainly I thank God. God bless you for those that are supporting this ministry. I certainly appreciate it, you know, and uh, God bless you. God bless you. I'm just excited about the Lord. I, I just have to stop. I don't want to watch your patience anymore. But I, I, Tuesday, Thursdays, we'll be back. Until then, be blessed. See you here or see you there.